Here we go. Welcome in episode 16, IPL podcast, Levi Peckinpah, Ian Nickel, Parker Terrell. I would say, boys, how you doing? But we we always we we talk off the mic beforehand that I cut. So uh we've already talked a little bit. Uh oh, there's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode, mainly because I got some night stuff that I gotta get done tonight. I uh, got a little night show that I gotta do. Uh, but fellas, I figure we might as well jump into everything. Uh, figured you guys brought it up, right? We had to talk about it because since the majority of our episodes have been over the Oklahoma state football season, uh, talk about defensive coordinator, Derek Mason. Uh, he will not be coming back to Oklahoma state next season. Uh, very interesting from what it puts out. It's more of a, from what he put out specifically on the social media, reads more along the lines of it's nothing that has to do with what's going on right now. It's more of family. It's, it's more wanting to go be more with his family. Uh, so I'm, I can't blame a man for that, especially with three decades plus in football, but yeah, it, uh, it, it, it does kind of stink to, to see him go after one year, but if, if it's personal reasons like that, you, it's one of those where I can't, I can't really complain. It sucks that only at OSU would you have a would you make a high profile hire and then he loses his he either loses his love of football or he has personal issues and has to step away after one year. Uh, of course, it would happen to us. Yeah, from from what I was told by everybody, it was that basically his kids were graduating college and he wanted to spend time with them. That's. Mm what I've been told is that mainly so that way he can go spend time with loved ones. So I 1 million percent don't blame him. And from, from the language of it, it was kind of a, uh, I'll eventually come back to football. It was a, not a goodbye, but I will see you later type of thing. It's just, it's on Oklahoma state watch. Yeah, it is what it is, but I, I hope I wish him the best. I mean, Derek Mason was not the problem for any of this season. Uh, but I did put in the uh, the slot the Zoom, Zoom chat uh, Stephen A clip. Uh, this is bad. This is very very bad. That's just the off season in a nutshell for Oklahoma State. It's just been nothing but bad, bad, very bad since the end of the season. Yeah, some guy tweeted out. It was like. Uh, starting quarterback, starting running backs, top two, two of the top three receivers, like three linemen. Like it was just insane. Like everything that they've lost. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy that all this has happened after one year and it's coming after this season is coming after one of the best seasons in Oklahoma state history. That it's that repetitious thing. It's weird. Uh, I'm not one of those where I'm not chicken little sky's not fully falling and there's no big robo discs anywhere. I, you're going to have to find someone to replace Derek Mason. I would assume it's going to take like two months, maybe more just because that's kind of Gundy's thing is if he's going to find someone, he's going to take his due diligence by that means it's going to take a while. Uh, don't know what's going to happen. If there's going to be other coaching changes, I, I don't think there needs to be anything on the defensive side of the ball. Relatively almost every group played pretty well. And if there were any mistakes, it was because people are young and they're going to make mistakes. Uh, 
because of injuries you had to have young people in at a lot of spots. Uh, don't know who they get in that coordinator. I don't know if you promote from the inside, maybe go like a Joe Bob, or if you find someone on, on the outside. And I don't know if it's a vet. I don't know if it's a young guy. Uh, but really, if you can just find someone to ride the ship, get with Justin Wright, Xavier Benson, they can call an Oliver Kendall Daniels. They all hold the ground. I think the defense will be all right because they got all the coordinators still. Surely when surely, surely Derek Mason was telling players he was not going to come back, right? I mean, he was there's no way Justin Wright would have came. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that everybody's probably in the loop. I, I would, I would assume so. But I don't know. I'm just if I'm Justin Wright, I'm like, what the heck? Well, the main push for these guys is also the coordinators. It's not just one defensive coach. It's a whole system of coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Also, I would if Joe Bob Clements gets passed over again, like if they hire from external, you think – I think he's probably leaving. I would, I would assume so. I think that would definitely be what would come um, unless if he goes again. If, if I'm Gundy, if I'm Gundy, like you already didn't think that he was good enough a year ago. How did, how is in one year he's good enough? I'm I mean they're gonna hire for externally, surely. I've I've got no idea what's gonna happen, to be honest with you. I this is one I don't have an answer for. I've got I mean, yeah, I, I really got nothing. I would if if I was Mike Gundy personally with the one game that Joe Bob was semi-coordinator because it was really everybody in there a little bit, it was the Notre Dame game, you know, one of the biggest wins in Oklahoma State history. I I just feel safe with Joe Bob. And then you can move, shuffle some guys around, promote someone from within because there's various other specialists quote unquote that one of them can actually become a defensive coach. Just you can give them promotion, give them a raise and give them a title. That's just my thought. I, I don't I mean know. the defense was bad in that game. Yeah, but they, they held it down. At least they didn't full. I they mean, cause you had all those good players. Yeah. Jack Cohen went insane. Yeah. You had all those great players though. Um, you did. They got turnovers when they got the job done. So I think. Yeah, I think that was a lot. You don't actually call the game. Devin and Malcolm. No. I think that was a lot of Devin and Malcolm on the field saying, "Hey guys, yeah, let's figure this out." Guess who ended up going back there? Linebackers eventually. That boy Joe Bob. Yeah. I'm not against Joe Bob. I'm not against Joe Bob. I'm just saying, how can in one year he all of a sudden be good enough? I'm not with the mullet and getting paid seven million dollars. I don't know. Point five, seven point five. I think the way you can look at because Jim Bob was the linebackers coach, right? He's the linebacker coach. That boy Joe Bob was. Mason Cobb had a very solid year. Xavier Benson had a pretty solid year. From them coming up and replacing Malcolm and Devin, 
I think they did a pretty good job. And I think he did a really good job coaching them. So if we want to look at it from that aspect, I don't think he's a bad hire at all. And I think with everything that's happened this season, I think he'd want a little bit of stability. And I think he provides that. And I, the thing is also is, and we, we, you guys mentioned it, if they hire externally, I think there might be, the thing is you've already hired, you've already handled someone else coming in externally. I assume people bite their tongues and things like that, but it's one of those where you feel like you kind of earned it at some point, but there's probably a lot of people in that department that feel like they've earned it. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. Yeah. But that's the thing is like only one of them can be promoted. Yeah. And it's, and it's also the weird thing that be, it's the weird thing that because of the way the system is at Oklahoma state defensively, it's, everybody's in on the project. It's, it's a, it's a group project when it comes to the defense. And then there's, there's, there's the front guy that staples his name to it to make sure we you get it submitted on time. Well, and he calls the plays. Knowles called the plays and Mason called the plays. And so that's, that's the big thing is if, if Joe Bob is ready to call plays, like he's a great linebackers coach. OSU has had some great linebackers that we've talked about, even like, even back to like Amen uh, and those guys. Uh, and what was his name? Poor Calvin what was, stupid. What was the uh, guy that was with Mason Rudolph? Uh, I can't think of his name. He picked off Baker Mayfield in that game. Anyway, um, but can he call plays in game? I, I I also would like to say I agree with everything Ian just said about stability, but. I mean, we saw what happens when you hire within with the offensive coordinator. You think fans might be kind of like, I mean, are we turning into Iowa here? Hey, you know what? I think, well, at least their defense is good, right? I think that, that and, and that, I think that's a completely valid argument. So, I mean, the the Ocali, uh, I think it was Gabe Trevino. He had his list of guys. Mm-hmm. Gary Patterson was on there. Never gonna happen. That's not happening. Yeah, that's what I like. I, I'm I'm not sure about that. Jim Leonard from Wisconsin would be incredible if that happened. Yeah, in theory, could it happen? I, yeah. I definitely think Gundy's gonna give some guys a call. Yeah, it's it's also gonna be is Gundy want to differentiate from the defense that they've been doing for the past several years? If I I figure what the calls are gonna be first. If it's to outside the program, it's to guys that fit in the system and things that work well, just kind of like how you had Jim Knowles and you got Derek Mason who put his own twist on it. You're probably going to try to find the same thing just in a different coach that can twist and, and put it his own spin on it. Yeah, I agree. I think if they, I think Gundy probably, probably based on his research last year, probably had some guys, uh, and he'll give them a call. If all of them turn him down, then maybe he'll go to Joe Bob. And, you know, I, I don't know. Or maybe they go like co-defensive coordinators. Like one guy calls the plays, one guy's on the field. Like, Because if they do that, the perfect combo is probably Joe Bob and Tim Duffy. Yeah. Because what Duffy's done at that corner spot top tier stuff. He, if at any point a coordinator gets plucked from Oklahoma state, it's going to be Duffy because he's just so good. Yeah. I think that's a very valid argument. I think you could go with the co-defensive coordinators. 
But I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the list, not the end all be all. He has the guy from Troy, Shield Wood. He was really good. He he's been at Troy and Army. He's a tough guy. I I think he can. If that's a hire there, I'm not opposed to it. Again, Jim Knowles came from Duke. Not a football powerhouse by any means. But also the uh, I don't. I feel like a guy from that low of a football school, it takes a couple of years to put in a system. And the thing is, unfortunately for Oklahoma State and the fan base, that looks like if if Mike Gundy were to step outside of his house right now, they'd probably try to keyhole him. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if waiting is in Oklahoma State's plan at the moment. Troy is a top 25 team. They were a top 25 team this year. They held UTSA to 12 points in their bowl game. I mean, and that's one of those things you're like, well, imagine if he has these guys. Yeah, and that was the theory with Knowles, and that didn't really work out well. A lot of the young guys, though, that played a lot this year are coming back. Um, So that's kind of where I lean towards maybe going with from within. Um. But I mean, I mean, like I like I said earlier, though, it's a big difference from just being like the linebackers coach to calling the plays. Like that's a big step up. That's like going from like the receivers coach to calling the plays. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. Drift. I don't know where Oklahoma State goes. Um, and the thing is, hire me. I put my name. I put my hat in the running. I'll just take this hat off real quick. I put my name in the running for the defensive coordinator position we would just do a lot of blitzing and stuff it'd be be cool you're gonna do like the one high school uh where it's just passing uh and onside kicks that's all engage eight engage eight eight. and then like if anyone (laughs) all the cornerbacks just hit them really hard uh, the guy that used to do that in high school actually went to a school, yeah, like a college, and then didn't he get fired after his first year? Yeah, yeah. Like their that. first game though, they lost like, or the first game they won like eighty-two to six, and then their next game they lost like seventy-three to zero. What a ride, though that would be. Yeah. What a Broncos country. Let's ride, Bron Bronchos. Broncos. Hey, I'll be their defensive coordinator too. I don't care. And <laughs> well, we're getting receivers from like less than D3 or less than D2. So oh they were like, he's goodness. a D3 All-American. I was like, what? Yeah, Leon Johnson <laughs> third. That's doing the headline? Do it in D3. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... well, one of the big things, right? You have to recruit well in your own state. You got to keep those recruits as well. You have to, and you got to recruit around you. And you can't keep them. So why are we getting a D3 guy? Now, I mean, like, look, Adam Thielen went to friggin' Minnesota State, right? You hope that he's a diamond in the rough, right? But uh, if he turns out well, we're like, what a great decision. Look at Gundy finding a guy in the rough. And if he doesn't, be like, he will, he's a D3 for a reason, right? So... We'll wait and see. I just want 
I don't know, dude. I think we're going four and eight. Let's look at that schedule. Just, oh, they don't have the friggin' Big 12 schedule. Yeah, the Big 12. The Big 12 is hardcore dragging their feet. Because, you know, it's like they're adding four new teams. They're scheduling 14 teams this year. They've known that those teams are coming, though, for a long yeah. time. Well, there's also... Unless the they're waiting on OU and Texas to bail. There's been the t- talks in the past two months, are Texas and OU bailing this year? So that's that's keeping them in the... That's what's going on, 100%. Yeah, and I'm going to be as honest and transparent as possible. I'm absolutely, positively sick of talking Oklahoma State football as it is... It's been bashed into my brain like a, and I'm trying to restrain myself from just cursing like a, you know what, like a, nah, just go for it. A gosh darn coconut. Well, I've, I've barely cursed on, on this podcast. So I'm very proud of myself and I'm going to try to keep it that way. Uh, well, I do we want to, are we a women's basketball school now? Honestly, my cousin Claire, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. The cowgirls uh, catching a 70 to 65 win over the Baylor bears in Waco. Uh, that's I, I've said it so many times. That's the equivalent for like men's basketball going to Kansas and winning an Allen field house like that. Which that's, we almost did. Yeah. That's, that's some time. We almost that. beat Texas. Yeah. <laughs> did we, we almost beat Kansas state. That's why we're talking women's basketball. Not, not men's basketball. Hey, look, I'm just going to say right this. Look, if you can almost beat a team, you can beat a team that and a lot of that was out CSA or I don't know, man. I, I know you guys are out on Boyden. I'm not out on Boyden yet, man. Dude, jump off the train. Now, Eric Daly is going to be decommitting when Boyden gets fired. That's why you need to keep him. I don't think Boyden's getting fired. He's not, but not. I, I just 27. Dude, Travis Ford was better than Boynton. How are we like? Are we kidding ourselves right now? He Travis Ford recruited well and won. They won games. Like they beat Big Twelve teams. Boynton can't do it. Let's see how that boy's doing in St. Louis. Probably not great. He's not that good of a coach, but his like first six years at OSU, they got good recruits and they won games. And actually, for the past several years, they went to the NCAA tournament. St. Louis because of what he inherited. St. Louis, St. Louis has won yes. the NCAA tournament several times. Several times. No, they, St. Louis has only gone once. Oh, I thought they went like two or three years. Nope, just once. Oh, so the same amount that Boynton has. Boynton, dude, I just yeah, I guess so. I don't think that he. I don't think that he's a bad coach. Like he could go somewhere and 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 win, but in the Big Twelve, the best conference by far. It like the margin of error is so slim. Like, what is he? Is he the worst coach in the Big Twelve? Seriously. As far as resume, as far as what? What do you mean? As far- far as everything like if you factor it all in like right now i would say west virginia is probably the worst team but they have like a hall of famer coaching have a hall of fame coach jerome tang is in his first year he has not proven anything they're ranked 11th in the country they're balling out as we speak as we speak they are balling out i'm saying he's a coach 
I'm saying I would he's say that the Texas coach. Tech guy, the Texas Tech guy, also is kind of being exposed this year. Oh yeah, he inherited a lot of good players. A little bit. Mark Adams, yeah. Rodney yeah. Terry, the new interim coach, he's he's balling. But Texas. is that? Yeah, but that doesn't count. That's that's a whole thing. Chris Beard is 100 percent a better coach than Mike Boyne. Um, but like he's the, he to me he's either the worst or in the bottom two. Uh, over TJ Altsolbert. Oh uh, no, he's he's good. He's very good. He stepped very in, good. and this year they're good, and they lost their best player who went to Texas. Porter Dixon ain't going, isn't doing too hot right now at OU. Future Hall of Famer, though. Porter, Jamie Dixon. I'm talking about at OU, though, not what he did at OU. Oh, Moser. Porter Moser. Porter Moser. Porter Moser, yeah. But yeah he's, he's, he's made the final OU. four. He's made I'm talking about at four. OU. He hasn't done anything at OU. But, you're no, also, but you also meant like the overall of a coach. If we're talking overall, you do have to count his time at Chicago, Loyola, Chicago. But that wasn't that long ago either. That was like five years ago, four years you're ago. You're saying Jerome Tam is better. This is only his first year. If we're talking anything yet, who's if we're talking, to get exposed? If we are talking now, if we're talking in the present of now, Jerome Tang is a better head coach. If we're talking all time, I this is is this this isn't Tang's first rodeo. Oh no, this is Tang's first rodeo. It's Terry's like second or third because he's had a couple head coaching jobs at some other spots. When uh, did Boynton? When did Boynton? So not only did um, I just blanked on his name, Tang Jerome Tang, take over a job that they had been the worst team in the Big Twelve K State the last two years, and people hated Bruce Weber. Uh, he rebuilt them through the transfer portal and they're ranked 11th in the country and they're dominating teams and scoring like whatever they scored against Texas, like 116 points. Boynton has never done that ever. Oh, Tank. Oh, wow. Wow. Tank was at Baylor for that long. Yeah. He was there forever. He was there for two decades. This is what I'm saying. It can Boynton recruit. Yes. Unequivocally. Yes. But that's, that's honestly half. That's only half of it. And his other half is awful. How many close games have they lost? Are we just talking this year alone? This or are we season or? Every year it feels like they just have so many close losses. And after every game, Boynton's like, y'all don't worry. I hate losing. Uh, losing close is not a win in my mind. And yet it's just keeps happening. Like how many times is, is he just going to like push it down the road of like, we're trying our best, but we just can't finish games. So how many loss? So, and the losses this year, what's your, what defines a close loss? Less than 10, less than 10. Well, but like they lost to Texas by 10 but they were down by one with like yeah. six minutes left in that game. So I, I count that as a, a close loss. Kentucky, okay. well, Connecticut's definitely not. They were blown out the whole time. Cause like free throws, free throws at the end of games, like that kind of pads out the score a little bit. That's true. But, UConn only beat Oklahoma state by 10. All of their losses this year have been within 10 points. That's that, what I'm saying though. Connecticut close losses are still losses. Close losses are still losses. 
You know, not, close is really great. I wasn't disputing that. I'm just, I was just pointing that out. I just looked at the close only yeah. counts in two things. And it's the common thing. They don't count in horseshoes and hand grenades. Besides that close don't really amount to much. Like go out OSU. I still think is enough pedigree of a program to go out and get like a high profile coach, not Rick Pitino, Ian. That's the only one I'm willing to. No. On. Give me Rick Games. Pitino. Give Games. me the memes. Give me him. Just Games. Games. everything. Let's destroy the program. Let's burn it all. Let's let's just destroy it all. Let's burn it. Okay, so let's say. Well, ba- ba- is Baylor unranked? I don't know. I think not only that. Jerome Tang went and beat his like mentor. So Baylor's having a down year. Uh, Baylor, they just caught their first win in Big 12 play against West Virginia, and Baylor plays Oklahoma State on Saturday. And in Wake Chancellor, uh, we never beat them. With we, we had did last year, we no, literally we beat them last year. Oh yeah, I was gonna say K beat them, but that's the last time I remember. But. Uh, I beat them last year on their home turf when they were the. Oh number. yeah, early in the season, I remember. Yep. Uh, and then we proceeded to like lose a lot, and then we could lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple. Story of point. I'm, I am with the people who are like his first three years were like shouldn't even count because of like the six player year, the. Uh, the likely getting mono year, the and then the Cade COVID year or whatever, like that should count. But I, I get that he had like crazy circumstances to over to overcome. That's not now. And, and then last year, of course, the ban. But shouldn't they be like this? Is what we were talking about all off season. It's like all right, ban's over. Let's go out with our hair on fire, like Boynton. And show people, show my fans and my bosses that I can win a bunch of games. And they did barely anything in the offseason. We were like, who are these Louisiana Monroe players that they're getting? And they're like bottom three in the Big 12. Well, they six, six players departed, right? Two to Pacific. Rondell at TCU. And let's talk about this real quick where he sits the bench. All of those players are dumb Jack. Uh, the two that went to the Pacific are actually doing very well for themselves. So are that, they balling? Good, good for them. Oh, Ke- Keelan Boone is actually balling out at Pacific. Oh, good. They're eight and nine right now. Yeah. Well, their team's bad, but they're at least putting up numbers. So good for them. Huh? Everywhere else. Though. I mean, good for them. I, they're balling, but I mean, like, what does that say about them if they're not balling? They try to go to a better spot. Walker stinks. I don't know what's, go- what's going on. Moncrief. I don't watch Georgia basketball. I don't think they do either because, uh, you know, their football team's so good. Yeah, they do not watch. They had the number one pick in the draft and they didn't have players like people show up to games. He is averaging currently 6.8 points, five rebounds, and one assist. I think for some of the lows that he hit last year, that's pretty decent numbers for him. 
somehow. I wasn't even upset that all those players left. Like the only one that I kind of wish would have stayed was Rondell, but mm-hmm. he's not good anymore. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just not good or the players above him. That's what they like over there for. Like he wasn't that good at the at the end of his time at OSU. I mean, I know he was dealing with injuries. Also, Mike Boynton never put him in the pr- like proper role. That's true. That's State. true. Thought the behavior Rondell was like low key the MVP. The Cade year. Well, like, let me say obviously this. Cade, obviously Cade and Avery Anderson were awesome, but Rondell made some clutch shots that year. I'll say this. I saw this when Rondell was at Putnam City West. He had a guard, friend of mine, MJ Warrior. So he was off ball. He's really good off ball. And when you have a point guard, that's a high caliber. He's going to perform better. That's just me. That's just and I'm not, that's not to like trash what, anybody. What is OSU basketball known for? Their, uh, their defense. Reeves. No, I meant Boynton. Oh, yeah. Boynton OSU. They're they're really good at defense. Okay. In every single basketball game of theirs that I watch, I listen to these announcers like Fran Fraschilla or whatever, and they're just like, "This is one of the best defensive teams in the country." And it's like, okay, great. Well, basketball is about scoring more points to win, and their offensive identity doesn't exist and never has. They've never been like, when's the last time that you were like, man, that was a really good out of bounds play or wow. That was a really good set that they just ran and had a wide open layup inside that never happens. And when they were good one season with Cade, it was literally Cade sucked it up in the first half and then just became the number one pick in the draft in the second half. And they would win games. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember saying any of those things in general. Just talk. No, just talking basketball. Yeah. I've met Boynton. I know he's very nice. Like I used to help with his coaches show and talk to him every week. He's very nice. He's the nicest guy in the world. A a perfect father, whatever. He's a bad basketball coach. You know, isn't a bad basketball coach, but a terrible person. <laughs> Rick Patino, baby. It's time to get oh, on that train. I thought you were going to say Chris Beard. Oh, uh, no. The, it's too, body's too warm. Okay. here. Listen, 100% so, hypothetical. 100% hypothetical. Three, two years from now, everything goes the exact same with Boynton. Every single year, the next two years goes the exact same. They decide to, to fire him or whatever. Do you take a look at Chris Beard? No, I'm going to tell you why. Because what if, if it's like, what if season, nothing happens if he in court? One good season, he's going to bail. Am, am I on drugs here? Like, nothing happens in court. Nothing happens in court. He's not convicted. This is nothing terrible, like that. This is a mistake. I, know, I said 100% hypothetical. 100% of, hypothetical. Uh, hypothetical answer, no. Realistic answer, no. Uh, any other answer for that question is no. Rick Pitino still OSU chilling. OSU rehab. That's a no as well. No. OSU rehabbed a very – a coach that was downtrodden named Eddie Sutton that had been written off. I know that it was for like – For DUI violence. not hitting his wife? I agree. I agree. So many different – Two different things. 
I agree. I, it was a hundred percent hypothetical. Oh my gosh, we are going. Auburn would do it. do it. Let's talk NFL. Let's talk Auburn NFL. would hire Chris Beard. Now I look like the sane one of just saying, "Oh, let's only do an NFL podcast." I'm not. Listen, guys. I was joking about Rick Pitino. We've Football just decided to elbow me. drop Oklahoma State for the past half an hour. I I get I I do that on a daily basis. I have to listen to that. Football on a daily. has killed my soul. My moral compass is gone. That's why I Dude, stay hire up. Rick Pitino. Hire Rick Pitino. <laughs> Offensive coordinator Brian Harson. Let's just let's go no more. Matt Canada. This might be the IP podcast by the time we're done with let's, this. Matt let's Canada. The worst teams possible. Kill the dude. Kenny Powers for uh, third base coach. Jim Beheim killed the dude. He <laughs> ran him Syracuse. over. We're going to hire you. Beheim is an old fart right now, man. He ain't going nowhere. Dear Heavenly Father, what did I do <laughs> to deserve this? I know there's some stuff, but why do I got to deserve this? Art Bryles. No! <laughs> <laughs> the Golly. ghost of Joe Paterno. Let's just let's just go after it. Ladies and gentlemen, what are we doing? <laughs> the things that are coming out of Eden and Parker's mouth do not represent my viewpoints. Hey, wait, 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 no, no, hold on. I'm joking. <laughs> this, 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 I, I'm joking. I, I was joking about the ghost of Joe, Joe Paterno. Let's talk NFL, shall we? Uh, big week. We wait, do we need Lou Holtz to come out of retirement and, and coach Oakland? No. Although I, I would hire Lou, I would rather have 89 year old Lou Holt as offensive coordinator than Casey Dunn right now. And that's the last thing I'll say. I just wanted to talk the playoffs. I only, we only got like 25 minutes because I got yeah. to go. How do you feel about right. this, this uh, Buccaneers game? Scared. Okay. Scared. Because Very confident in my bet. <sighs> What's that your bet, Ian? <laughs> Uh, Buccaneers plus two and a half. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Just like how at the start of the year, Russell Wilson plus two and a half bathrooms. <laughs> over. Big time. Over. Plus 11 and a half. Take the over. <sighs> I will say, whenever my my picks, I have a pick thing on Substack. They've gone three for three, three straight weeks. I'm just, or like three and three, three wins, three losses. I picked eight games or like eight props or whatever this week. 49ers minus nine and a half. George Kittle, anytime touchdown. Jaguars plus two and a half. Dolphins team total under 14 and a half. Giants plus three. Bengals and Ravens under 40 and a half. Joe makes anytime touchdown. Buccaneers plus two and a half. So Levi. Mm-hmm. If I go three and four, you're doomed. If I go four and three, you're probably going to win. Okay. Okay. Based off of that. Based off of that. Okay. Can you believe that Tom Brady has as many wins as the entire Cowboys organization? Yeah. Because he's an old son of a gun. Yes. He doesn't. Nothing surprises me from him anymore. Because when God created the earth, he had to beat out Tom Brady first. Dude, Tom Brady is about to beat Dak. Yeah. Like, here's my whole thing is overall, Tampa Bay, they've been injury ridden all season. I think they're getting the majority of the guys back, but they're still going to be out some people. Let's let's keep it real. Dak has been an interception machine this season. He has, he, I know he's been out part of the year with injury, 
but he's not the usual deck. And that's what's throwing me off. Because if you look at, at Dallas up and down with what they're doing, they should be able to go out and beat like, let's, let's say that's ordinary Joe Schmo. Let's say it's Skylar Thompson out there quarterback. Like that, that should be, that should be a Dallas win, but because they're going up against Tom freaking Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, it scares me. You know what list because Tom Brady being 7,002 years old, and not willing to settle down with his wife. He's going to go out there as angry as possible and deal it up to get to the second round and embarrass Dallas like almost every other team does. And by the way, a couple days ago, it was the anniversary of did, did Des catch it? He did catch it. We didn't catch a win. Uh, and I don't think we're catching a win against Tampa Bay to be really, I think it's going to come down to the wire because Tampa Bay is not a good team. Tom Brady's a great quarterback. Tampa Bay, they've been injury-ridden all season long. It's going to come down to the wire. You trust the GOAT whenever you have the opportunity. you you got to go Tom Brady. And it's Monday night, no other games. If, all eyes in the world are going to be on that game. If, if Dallas wins, it's because of the defense. It's because Micah Parsons is a tough SOB. It's because Trevon Diggs isn't completely terrible. He's actually gotten a lot better as a corner compared to the one year where he gave up almost like two, like 1200 yards. So Trevon Diggs has gotten better. That defense is one of the best in the NFL. That's the reason we're going to be winning that. And like Tony Pollard and Zeke have a good night. I, it's just Dak can't fumble the bag. He can't fumble the bag. The problem is I, I think he is going to. Because so do I. <laughs> So do the Buccaneers I. defense is really good as well. They've had, I mean, they've had their moments for a long time. They have a great linebacker core with Devin White and uh, Levante David. They have solid cornerback play. I mean, it, it's going to be very tough. They've been the definition of the guy from SpongeBob with glass bones and paper skin this year. That's what they've been. And falls down there. Oh, oh, oh. That's, that's what the, the Buccaneers have been this year. But they, they do still have good players, and they still have Tom Brady. Vita Vey is questionable. If he if he gets to play, let's look at the Buccaneers. Questionable as well. The Buccaneers wins this year. First game of the season, Buccaneers beat the Cowboys 19-3. Then they beat the Saints, and they lost by two to the Packers, lost by 10 to the Chiefs, beat the Falcons, lost by two to the Steelers, Got killed by the Panthers. Lost by five to the Ravens. Let's look at their other losses. Six to the Browns. That's a bad loss. Killed by the Niners. Like, all of their losses have been close, pretty much. Does that count as Tom Brady's first loss to the Falcons last week? Oh, good question. I don't know. One, two, three. Also, talk about fumble in the bag. I just the Texans, the Texans, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Lovey Smith said, "Bleep it, let's go win this game." Lovey Smith knew he was going to get fired, flipped off the the front offices, and said, "Here's your first overall pick." <laughs> he he point he was pointing the sky like I did that for you, Chicago. <laughs> he did that for David Culley. He was like, "I got you, man." They need to give him a key to the city in Chicago. Like, hey, man, thanks. <laughs> Is there – what game interests you the most? Because I think the, the best game on there is Cowboys-Buccaneers, right? 
on the slate. Dude, I think Chargers Jaguars is going to be a a wild ride. I... Oh man, I got to tell you. I oh, I don't know. Let me let me get my Florida man spirit within me, all right? I'm just two teams that suck play the Giants and the Vikings. I don't know who's going to win that. Is that the fraudulent bowl? Um, the Ravens and the Bengals, but Lamar's not playing. Yeah. Dolphins, Bills, two is not playing. Not playing. And it's in the cold. Seahawks, Niners, that's going to be a blowout unless Geno Smith can have some magic. Let him cook. My, my, like, there's something in my brain that says Seattle pulls out the upset and they do. Like no. how they did way back when with beast mode, and they just have the, one of the biggest upsets sets in NFL history. Like Kenneth Walker goes ham or whatever. No. The Niners are too good. They Jesus. had so many weapons. It just... Jesus, and he's having a great year in which uh, doesn't negate what San Francisco has. They have one of the best defenses in the league. They have Brock Purdy, who is somehow putting together a phenomenal year. Uh, Weapons galore, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, like they got everything. So let's take a look at the uh the two the two wins that they've had against Seattle, twenty one to thirteen and uh twenty seven to seven. Hmm. I think those were both no 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 the um that second game. I think that was with Purdy. Yes, it was. So there's a guy that they've played before. I here's a guy. Now here's a guy. I you know I think dude Purdy's John Gruden is the best is offensive coordinator. Oh jeez. Let's just ruin the team. Let's just dis- disenfranchise us. <laughs> I mean, imagine like, John Gruden. I'm going to create the most toxic environment. Imagine John Gruden recruiting. Hey man. Hey Arch Arch. Hey. Hey Arch. You, you got some emails I can borrow. Well, let me send you an email. They got some cheese fries down man. there, man. It's it's something else. I'm a big fan of your uncles, man. <laughs> What's your email? <laughs> let me get you something. I can send you a recruiting pants. DJ Uyang Galele. <laughs> DJ Uyang Ukulele. How you doing, man? Look, I know you went to Oregon State, but you know there's a there's another Oregon Black team down the road. Also OSU. Also, yeah. In, in, in meetings, in meetings, Mike. Listen, Mike. <laughs> listen, DJ. The only place I can get hired is New Mexico State. Why don't you come down here? How about this guy, Alan Bowman, man? <laughs> uh. <laughs> He hasn't played a lick at Michigan, but man, he had some numbers at Tech. What a warrior. <laughs> Collapse one and all. Two, wasn't it two? <laughs> Double collapsed one and all. I, I don't know. They always five years ago. He's an ancient relic now. When they say donate my leg for him, it's just donate my lung to him. I'm yeah. still mad that it's Zane Floors. It's not Flores, dude. Zane. Oh, it's Flores? He's a white dude from Nebraska, and we kept saying Flores. Oh, it's my. 
we should have. Let's be honest. All the media will be going between floors and floors for like it's floors. It's floors. It is. But all of the media will be going between that until September. If you ever steps on the field. Dude, I think the the Jaguars are going to beat the Chargers. I think so as well. (laughs) I mean, Saturday night in Duval, brother. The Jaguars are going to be coming for you. Duval and also the Chargers choke. choke Dude, I hope the Seahawks win so bad because that's who the Eagles would play. Seahawks yeah, not win the Super Bowl. Just upset. You, so wait, wait, wait. What were our, I know my Super Bowl prediction. What was your guys' Super Bowl predictions at the beginning of the season? See, I said I think I said Bill somebody, but I don't remember who the other team was. I think was it? I think I said Bills Packers. I was way off in the NFC. Hmm. Oh, y'all oh, I said Bills up. Eagles. That's what I had. I had Bills I was way too. I was way too scared to pick that. I was. I think I had Bills Eagles, and did I have the Eagles winning? I can't remember. I think you had the Bills winning. Uh yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll double down on that. I've got. With everything, how unfortunate the DeMar Hamlin situation was, but now that he's fully, it looks like he's very much on that road to recovery. He's back to breathing normally. Uh, expect the Buffalo Bills to have every ounce of momentum known to a uh, momentum known to mankind. Uh, and Lord have mercy on anybody's soul to play the Buffalo Bills from here on out. I agree with you, but also, man, the Chiefs look so good. The Chiefs do look good, but I don't think that there's any type of momentum that is going to be able to stop. And Mahomes always beats Josh Allen. That's... You know, always beats Patrick Mahomes. Actually, no, Josh Allen beat Mahomes this year. Oh, yeah, in the regular season, but in the playoffs, oh, Mahomes mm-hmm. beat twice. But you know who beats uh, Mahomes? Joe Burrow. I have Bengals Niners as my regular season prediction, and I ain't stopping. I mean, Purdy Burrow cooking. Like all due respect, yeah, to the Eagles, Eagles are not going to lose to Brock Purdy. If the Eagles lose to Brock Purdy, they lost to Dak. They lost to Andy Dalton, brother. We had Minshew, dude. Minshew stinks. I'm sorry. He's my- cool to have on the team, but Hurts is like a like the offense just was garbo. Anyway, though, the Eagles have the best defense in the NFL. The Eagles have the best defense in the NFL. They're about to break the record for most sacks in a season. We're not losing to freaking Brock Purdy. I'm scared of Tom Brady if he gets hot. I'm scared of – that's really it in the NFC. I think Cowboys-Eagles would be scary. I would be scared. Okay, I'm trying to think. But I don't think that's even possible. No, Because I think, well, no, if it, if all of the favorites went out, then yes, it would have to be in the NFC Championship. But like. No. If it's Niners and Vikings, if they win, then the Cowboys win on Monday night, it's Cowboys-Eagles in the second Yeah, okay, round. yeah, you're right. So I would be scared of that game. Well, if it's if the 
favorites winning on that one, it's it'd be Eagles Bucks. You'd be scared of that one too, right? Yes. I need the Seahawks to win. They ain't winning, brother. Dude, hey, you're riding off uh, Geno Smith, and he's not going to ride back. I ain't riding off Debo Samuel and them boys, man. You know who they're going to play Super Gremlin when they walk out the tunnel, and they just better. You know who came off the couch and beat Russell Wilson's records? Geno Smith. And also got that was an unnecessary Broncos shot, man. That wasn't needed. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shoot him off all here, so that way John Elway doesn't drink him while he's in. Front Ian, of him. Ian, and I's teams are not playing this weekend, so it's really just Levi swept <laughs> out. The, the funny the thing worst. is, funny thing is, Ian's team won't be playing for the next five years, so this is as close as it's gonna get. I wasn't gonna five say years. <laughs> Isn't that how long that uh, Russell Wilson contract is? Yeah, but the, I mean, there was some potential. Well, the Raiders are going to blow it up. Also, Jerry Judy is going to get traded to the Eagles for like a fourth round pick. Yeah, I don't think so. That defense is hot, and if we get Champagne, I think we're back in. If Hurt, if Hurt says he wants it, the Eagles will make it happen. Why would Sean Payton want to go to a s hole like Denver? <laughs> he was in New Orleans for 16 years, man. Like what? He, he won a Super Bowl there, y'all. Was, the only Super Bowl that you'll get is at Walmart. Duh, we we won one sooner than your Cowboys over there, man. It's true, true. Yeah, that's true. But y'all ain't gonna see a chance in the next five years. I'm not as out on the Broncos as Levi is. I think the Broncos have a solid young core. And then a Mr. Mr. Very limited man. Mr. Limited. I'm going to wait for next year to see if Russell Wilson can get more touchdowns than bathrooms again. Cause I don't know. He did. He got got it this year. I don't know next year. He got it. Yeah. He had more bathrooms than wins. The Broncos are going to have in the next three years. That'd be 12, right? So we yeah. had, does that include this year? No, I'm talking, I said next three years. So that way, whenever you guys go four and so that'd be four and 12, whenever you guys go four, where is it? 17. So four, 13, 13. we guys go four and 13, get the fourth overall pick for like the next three years. Well, that would build a core. That's not the worst thing. Oh, wait, those about. picks are with Seattle. I forgot yeah, about that. I think it's just this. I think it's just this year's. I thought it was next year's as well. Cause y'all this year's and like, la- oh, I'll check the trade. He traded like, like three firsts or something like that. Seattle's going to have a good team in the next couple of years. Cause do you know, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. You also trade away brother. As soon as the danger rate, which cooks, They'd be good, bro. You multiple first round pick, just multiple first round picks. You could nuke that thing know. in the microwave. And it's I'm beginning to think that maybe Russell Wilson was surrounded by a lot of good offensive weapons. Maybe think well, that Pete Carroll. That, that's what happened with Geno Smith. No, maybe maybe we all. I, I know I was wrong in thinking that Pete Carroll was the problem. Uh, no, it's maybe it's Mister. I want to try to be a perfect husband, but can't be a perfect quarterback. Did you see him cry? He's crying because of you. 
Oh, I thought he was crying because Future's the the baby daddy. Oh my goodness, man! This is all sensational. Hey, y'all dunked on Oklahoma State for like the first thirty minutes. I get to dunk on Ian's crappy quarterback. OSU deserves it. The Broncos are literally you're beating a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Why you did me to do you? S- <laughs> you suck. <laughs> bad man. <laughs> oh, that's that's the best one. I've had to reach for mine. That was great. So, second rounder. Second rounder. Okay, so 2022 fourth round pick. Broncos 2023 pick. A second rounder in 2020. Do we get. No, no, no. So a second rounder in 2023. Did we lose our first two picks? Oh, no. Quit. Quit biting each other. Yeah, quit biting each other. The dogs. Yeah, stop it. Cut this out. Levi, cut this out. No, keeping it in. Okay, so yeah, the Broncos fourth round pick. Okay, no, so oh wait, 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 no. In exchange for the Broncos' first round pick in twenty twenty three, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, a second rounder in twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, y'all don't y'all get just this is the last. So we we lost our first two picks for the draft. Oh, oh, that hurt. You only pick anything up after that. I one thing. Well. Well, it's a good what thing. else? I mean, like we there's a core. It's a good I thing the Eagles have a top ten pick. Okay. What's the curl? Nobody, nobody asked about your Eagles draft pick, man. What? Hey, dude, you you there, made it worse by losing to New Orleans. What's the core? Javante Williams, doctors in a prayer circle. Uh, possibly. I still want Bijan. You got Miles Sanders. You can have that. I think he's going to hit free agency. They're not going to pay him. Well, I would. They're going to roll with. They're going to roll with uh, Kenny G, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and maybe draft a guy. Yeah. They don't have enough money. Well, he's going to go in the late first round. So, better hope the team snaps him up. Well, that's. I don't see. I don't see any glaring needs the Eagles need to address off the top of my head. So they may trade back. Just get more right back with us. Sure. We'll help you guys out. You just got to hand might, over to your Judy. We might have. Ooh. Okay. So we have more than five picks, which is the fewest amount. Well, shoot. 2024, the 2024 class is going to be a whole, at least with quarterbacks. So that's not, not the worst thing. Yeah, you can draft another bad quarterback like you have done after Peyton Manning. Okay, that my That's thought back. Pat, 
I thought Paxton Lynch was going to be the guy, man. So did Paxton Lynch. He wasn't the guy. Well, yeah. That will do it We've for this sp- episode of the IPL podcast. We spent an elbow. We spent an hour elbow dropping on everybody. That's all we've done. This was really uh, next hot. time we meet. We'll probably talk about uh, the wild card weekend and maybe preview the divisional matchups. And hopefully, no more devastating OSU news will break. So I'm really sad right now. This is terrible. I'll, I, I want to go to bed, but I got to go work. I'll talk with y'all later. That's it for the IPL podcast, episode number sixteen. Y'all have a great night or day or whenever you're listening to this.